0: Peace and blessings, this is Muslims for Peace podcast, you have tuned into Muslims for Peace podcast, please subscribe to our channel. So the Prophet ﷺ would consult in all matters, even in in, in warfare by the way, even in in matters of the battles and warfare, the Prophet would consult, there's a hadith in the book of Kafi, that states, If the Prophet wanted to go to battle, he'd call on his wives. What do they know about warfare? He'd consult them. Get their opinion. Get their opinion. helps with morale. It lets the people know that. It makes them feel appreciated. That in itself is very important. One big problem you see among spouses and marital problems is that sometimes the husband, he's set on something, he could be right, he has experience, he just goes and does it and she feels left out, the least that you can do is consult her, the least that you can do is get her opinion, even if you're set on what you want to do, make her feel like she's part of the process, make her feel important, make her feel like you care about her opinion, look this is war, Yet the Prophet consults his wife, wives, that's a lesson for us. Now what are these wives going to teach the Prophet about warfare? Seriously, especially in 7th century Arabia. What they went to um, army school, what do you call them? The army schools? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The boot camps, the Marines, that they take a political science class. He is consulting them because he's making a statement to all husbands. Now let's talk about some examples of the Prophet consulting during these battles, I'll share two, there's many, two or three, one is Khandaq, one is Uhud, one is Ta'if, at the battle of Khandaq, the battle of the trench, Jabir ibn Abdullah al-Ansari, one of the companions of the Prophet, he narrates this, he states that when the Arab tribes gathered to fight us Muslims during that battle, the Prophet gathered the Muhajireen and the Ansar, and he consulted us, he told us what is the best strategy to fight them, we're outnumbered, they've conspired against us, it's a very difficult battle, what is a strategy to combat them, you've heard of the story, Salman al-Muhammadi, Salman al-Farisi, he came forward and he says, I have experience from Iran, from the force, from Persia, basically, the Ajam, the Persians, when they would be in a situation like this being outnumbered and the armies are coming to attack them, they would dig a deep trench around their village, with a deep trench they would stop the enemy from advancing and from killing them and then they would only open one side, so from all sides, you're right, you're left and behind, there's a trench you keep the battle open only from the front so you can go to direct combat, they can't make attacks uh, on you from all sides, that's what the Persians would do in a situation like this. Allah revealed to the Prophet ﷺ, go by what Salman suggested, see in the end the Prophet's acting on divine guidance, but he's giving the opportunity for his companions to give their opinion, that was an expert opinion, and they did that, they dug the trench and that's how they won the battle, Allah gave them victory, consult. Now someone could say this is Rasulullah, what does he need his companions for, just ask Jibra'il and he'll tell you exactly what to do, no, the Prophet's making a statement as a leader, consult, 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 you're a husband, you're a father, you're a mother, you're a business person, whoever you are consult, never do anything without consulting those around you, without consulting people, it gets bigger than that, it gets more serious than that at Uhud. If you remember from our previous years when we talked about Uhud, when the pagans came towards Medina to fight the Prophet, at bed they were defeated, right? So they wanted to seek revenge, the pagans of Mecca, so they mobilized 3,000 people this time, at bed, they were 1,000, this time at Uhud they were three thousand, they came to fight the Muslims. The Prophet's opinion was that we stay in Medina, they will enter Medina to attack us, we'll repel them, we won't let them in, we'll kill them, we'll achieve victory and he had a strategy to do that. But then he consulted, listen to this, this is very critical, then he consulted his companions, what do you guys think? His companions generally told him no Ya Rasulallah, we don't think it's a good idea to stay in Medina because they'll enter our alleyways, maybe they'll destroy our homes, maybe they'll reach our women and children, it's too risky, let's go outside by the mountain of Uhud, let's have the battle outside of Medina, not inside. I remember back then Medina was a small village, so today Uhud is part of the suburbs of Medina but not back then, it was outside of Medina, the Prophet told them it's not a good idea, it's better if we stay here, our chances for victory are greater and chances of defeat are less, they said no, if you're asking us for our opinion, let's go outside to Uhud, the Prophet says I don't think it's a good idea, but if you my companions think so fine, let's go, they go to Uhud, they get defeated, many casualties that day, the Prophet's own Uncle Hamza, the Shua, that he was killed, they suffered a big blow, now there are reasons why they suffered, they disobeyed the Prophet, remember we examined that in detail, the companions not only disobeyed the Prophet, they abandoned the Prophet according to the Quran at Uhud and that was like the main reason why they were defeated, had they stuck to the Prophet's advice of those 40 men guarding that side of the mountain, they would not have been defeated, they achieved initial victory, but in the end they were defeated. I have a question for you now, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa, who has the highest intellect and he knows everything, he said, I suggest we stay inside Medina and we repel them if they try to enter, they said no, let's go outside to Uhud, In the end, the Prophet accepted the suggestion of his companions, but the Muslims were defeated, knowing that, why did this Prophet still go? Because the consequences are serious, now had they achieved victory, okay you could say whether they stayed in Medina or went outside, they would have achieved victory, but now that they were defeated at Uhud, why did the Prophet still make it a point to consult his companions and this time he went by their word? What's the hikmah, what's the wisdom? We briefly talked about this before but just to recap. I don't know, you know before, but I think it's like a mother, like when she gives advice to the kids and then they want to go do things, they, they hold responsible for what they did, they learn from their mistakes. They learn from their mistakes, that's one. Sometimes you just need to teach people the hard way, to trust your opinion. The in his uncle was
1: one of them. Yes. Uncles.
0: So like his uncle went again. No, no, I'm not saying his uncle. I'm saying the Prophet consulted his companions, and when most of them said, let's leave, he said, okay, let's leave. Not that it was Hamza's um, push to go out there. Yeah, but knowing that, like his uncle said. Yeah, the Prophet knew there would be casualties. But he still made that sacrifice. Why? One answer is because consultation is so critical, it outweighs the casualties. Can you imagine, sometimes you know that if you consult in this matter there will be some negative consequences but you're trying to teach others you must consult, you must consult because more often than not it's safer, it's better, you get good results, yeah sometimes there are setbacks, sure but it's still worth the risk, it's still worth the sacrifice because you're making a historical statement, consult those around you and my dear brothers and sisters, the disaster of the Muslim Ummah since the Umayyads and the Abbasids and the Ottomans and until today, where's the consultation? Evil dictators, selfish, they only care about their vision and what they see, Did, did, did they really consult their society, their people, those around them? No, the West did that, they do a lot more consultation than the Muslims do, that's why they're successful, the Prophet wanted Muslims to be better than where the West is today, And you can only achieve that through consultation, so the Prophet's willing to have casualties at Uhud to make this point, yet the Muslims unfortunately they abandoned the message of the Prophet isn't that hurtful to the message of the Prophet? The Prophet's telling you, O Muslims at Uhud, for the sake of consultation, I left my hometown, we went to that place, we suffered casualties, my uncle got killed, so you learn, but we don't learn, isn't that sad? Look at the history of the Muslims, Where, where's the role of consultation? Consulting their people, their citizens, the experts in their in their community, who, who consults in these countries, seriously? They may have two fake advisors around them who just feed them wrong information, consult, consult, they were so lucky to be like at the time of the prophet and i they didn't
1: really appreciate it. no some
0: of no the too. companions did not appreciate this the prophet's giving them this opportunity and he's the best of god's creation and his intellect is 99.99 versus 0.001 yet he's consulting them look at the respect he's giving his companions but did they really appreciate that unfortunately so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wa basically at, the, at, at Uhud, he preferred to stay, but then when his companions, most of them um, gave their opinion and insisted that it's better to go, the Prophet says okay let's go. And, and, and here's a more powerful point, so now we have a negative experience with Shura, right? Because it led to those casualties, the verse of Shura was revealed after Uhud, how about that? Not before look at the seriousness of this issue, you've just had a challenge here where the Prophet consulted his companions, it ended up in a bad way, yet it was after this incident that Allah says Shura, 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 what does that teach you? Live by the principle of Shura, because I know some people who've decided to stop hearing anyone around them and taking any advice and then when you ask them and dig deeper into it, you find they did have some challenge, they consulted x, y and z and then things went bad, that's it, I'm never going to consult anyone, no you're not following the Prophet. Yes sometimes you may make a wrong decision out of consultation, you may, it's very unlikely, but you may, but it's okay, it's still worth it to always consult, because if you stick to your opinion the damage overall is greater. The last example that I'll share with you, is the battle of Ta'if, so Ta'if was the stronghold of the pagans, one of those three main idols was housed in Ta'if and so they fought the Prophet for many years, very stubborn evil mushrikeen until there was a battle between the Prophet and the people of Ta'if, Ta'if is a city about 100 kilometers away from Mecca, it's in a mountainous area, so the Prophet sallallahu basically due to Ta'if wanting to strike, the Prophet besieged them, he did not go directly kill them, he put a siege on them, look stop, enough is enough, your conspiracy, you killing Muslims, you wanting to attack Medina, that needs to stop, so the Prophet put them under siege, they said we'll handle this, we have enough food for a year, we have food that is sufficient for a whole year, we don't care, let him impose, impose that blockade on us, it doesn't matter, we don't care. That was their strategy. The Prophet consulted his companions. Asalaamu What do we do with them? They're conspiring, they're trying to kill us, now that we came up with a strategy to put them under siege, they're not giving up, they're saying, well um, we have one year that we can basically continue. Now obviously the Prophet and the companions, they can't stand there one year outside their fort. It's not practical. The Prophet consulted his companions. Salman al-Farisi, he gave an idea. He told him, Ya Rasulallah, my suggestion is that you set up catapults. Manjaniq, you know the catapults, basically from leather they would make them and then you would tie them and then you could shoot something at them. You could hurl rocks at them, you could hurl maybe sticks of fire at them, whatever it is. So he said let's set up these catapults and position them towards the fort. The Prophet said great idea, he accepted that suggestion. The Muslims, that's what they did. They got all these catapults, they made them and then they positioned them right at the fort. A number of hadiths state that they did not use the catapult against the fort but when the enemy saw that they gave up, why? There was a discussion, the, the, the pagans of Ta'if they said amongst themselves, look at all these catapults, we're done, anytime right now hundreds of rocks are going to fly at us and hit us and our women and our children and we're done or they could burn us by throwing you know, something that's on fire at us. And this was the first time ever the Arabs used the catapult in warfare. They, were, they did not know this device. It was not known in Arabia. How to make one, how to use one. But Salman coming from another civilization, the Persian one, he knew about it. So they made it, they positioned it towards the fort. They gave up. So the people of Ta'if, they came to the Prophet. Allah forgive us, let's make a deal. <laughs> the Prophet made a deal with them. See that's how the battle was avoided, consultation, consult, maybe somebody has a good idea, don't underestimate your people, sometimes they have great ideas, don't put them down, always encourage them, the youth, the elders, the community members, come up with your ideas, don't run things only your own way. So we have many narrations about the Prophet sallallahu alaihi about the Imams of Ahlul Bayt, peace be upon them in which they tell us the role of consultation.